You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. How are you doing, Tony? I'm here and I'm fine. <laughs> Good. You know, I just want to tell our listeners that they can check our website out at www.legalconnectionshow.com and they can also send us questions. They can send us questions live on Facebook. We're on Facebook Live right now. Any questions. It doesn't, doesn't ha- it does it doesn't not have, have to, to be. be just this topic. Exactly. Or if they want to, um, but our Facebook page is facebook.com slash legal connection show. So you can like us on Facebook, and uh, we're live on on Facebook right now. But you can also upload a podcast tomorrow at, uh, at, at in the morning at uh, IRLoneStar.com. But we're here every Tuesday from 12 to 1 p.m. Yes, and station manager Ethan, when you send your questions, is going to ask him ask us those questions, and we will answer them on the air. Exactly. Very good. Okay. Well, so today, what are we talking about, Tony? We are going to do uh, process serving today. Uh, it's a topic that doesn't really have a course in law school, mm-hmm. but we've all been experienced needing a process server, or perhaps many of us have been served with process uh, if, if you're not an attorney. And I just thought it was an interesting topic that we should go over. And right now, um, when I went to Mass this morning, uh, one of the readings was that... Uh, and I can't remember the exact reading. I'm not like you. I can't remember all my scriptures. But the bottom line was there was a, there, there's so many vineyards and not enough laborers. And the the point was there's not enough people that are actually uh, spreading the word of God out there. But in the context that we have today, there are there is such a need for uh, process servers, believe it or not. And when I whenever I call one, they're usually busy. Um, when I called to ask if anybody wanted to be a guest on the show. They were busy. They said, we are so busy right now that we can't really? even stop in. And that made me think, wow, maybe my kids need to be a processor no, because there's a market for it. And so we're going to talk a little bit today about how to become a process server and uh, what, when you need one, when you don't, and what kind of fees are charged. And I just thought it was really interesting that my, my niece uh, was a process server, but she ended up getting a teaching job before she actually started serving and um, I've got a bunch of friends who are private detectives that are process servers. Mm-hmm. And they're also notaries and, and various other things that kind of go with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were too busy. And they, they didn't even need advertisement. They were that right, busy. Right. So, um, so anyway, I thought it was kind of interesting. And we'll just, we're going to talk about what they do and how you become one and some of the rules in Texas and other states and that kind of thing. Okay. Well, before we do that, for our listeners, I think we need, just kind of need to give an overview, just why we need a process server, how we get to that point. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it's when you're suing someone or you're being sued or you're being called as a witness, you're going to need a process server. Remember that there are two parties in every action. There's the person who brings the action, called the plaintiff, and then there's the defendant who the action is brought against, okay? Um, and I also want to tell you that Tony and I are both licensed attorneys here in Texas. Your attorneys can help you file suit, defend a suit, help you understand what being a witness is. Witnesses a lot of times are called in for other things. Uh, depositions a lot of times is the first time that a witness Well, there are a lot up. of times they're unwilling witnesses. I mean, are unknowing witnesses. Um, I know that in my experience, a lot of times it's, you know, lawsuits are a game. And a lot of times for harassment purposes or just to run somebody's bill up, some uh, the opposing counsel will subpoena a third-party witness, somebody has nothing to do with the suit whatsoever, to uh, come in and and for eight hours and discuss something they may not know anything about. And so in those instances, um, if the, the witness doesn't have an attorney, they may want to contact the, once, once they get served, almost immediately contact the person that uh, it has, has subpoenaed them to find out what it's all about, because they may want to f- have somebody file a motion to quash or file a motion to protection because they don't know anything. This is simply a for motion harassment. to quash will stop the deposition. It right? will stop a motion to quash will stop an, an oral deposition if filed within three days of when it was received. 
and it can be filed by the party or the witness. And basically, it's because it, there's a conflict in schedule. Uh, a motion for protection will stop the actual discovery, but you have to go to a hearing, and the judge will decide. And, and typically, it's not the person that um, that's being called to be a witness. It's the party uh, that that's one of the parties, usually the one that it's against, is fighting to keep that person from coming forward because it's for harassment. You don't want your friends and family brought into a lawsuit when they don't know anything. Right. And uh, opposing counsel will do that. They'll run the bill up intentionally for harassment, annoyance, uh, for, for any number of reasons to put tip the scale of the lawsuit in their favor or just to run up the bills just to be mean. Right. So that's kind of what, uh, uh, in part, why this, uh, you know, our, our show today is that triggered this is what do you do when you're served with process and you're not the party? And what do you do when you're served with process when you're a third party and you're just, you have no idea why you're even being served to be called as a witness? It could very well be, though, that that you have information to provide, but many times you don't and you know it. You've never have, you have anything to do with it. It could just be, it's not a mistake that you were served. But anyway, process servers have to get involved in that. Process servers are very creative mm-hmm. in the way they serve papers. Okay, so... Uh... A civil action is commenced in one of two ways. It depends on the law, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's either started by the filing of a summons and complaint or the service of a summons and complaint. Uh, so a summons and complaint, tell us what that is. Well, the uh, and when you say summons, it makes me think of federal court because they call it that in federal court. Right. But, but is- normally a complaint is just a lawsuit. And typically... A lot of times lawsuits, and this is criminal and civil, by the way. It can go either way. So we'll address civil first. In civil, with a party has a complaint, there's some legal cause of action. Then they'll file a petition. Uh, It's e-file these days if you're an attorney, but if you're a pro se or just an individual, you can actually go to the court and file it. There's You have to file a a, a cover sheet to say what it is, and there's usually a fee involved, unless it's JP court. And in JP court, that's I love JP court because if it's not over $10,000 and you're you're within their jurisdiction for whatever it is that you're you're claiming. It's usually eviction or or, or small claims, uh, you know, some, uh, some cause of action where the the cost is un, or, or the damages are under ten thousand um, dollars. There's no fee for a small claims court, but you still need to have service. Okay, and usually there the sheriff will do it for like eighty dollars, depending on you know what county you're in. But I think that may be a statutory amount. And and the, again, a, a sheriff is a process server. And they are, and under most rules, I would say probably every rule in the state, they're qualified to serve unless they're a party or they're interested or, or you know, the things that will prohibit them from serving. But, um, but if that, if you file a suit, uh, you'll, you'll pay the fee and you've got a suit in a, a court. Now, nothing happens with that court, that case until somebody's served. Right. So the suit really starts when service starts and it has to be, there's a lot of rules personal service, mm-hmm. personal service per uh, the, the Texas Rules of Civil Procedure 176, it can be done in person or it can be done through certified mails. There's a whole, we'll, get, we'll get into more detail and we'll read out those specific um, cases where there's service. But, but to start a lawsuit, to get back to your question, um, there has to be a petition that's filed in a court and then for it to, to, to have life breathed into it, there has to be service proper service mm-hmm. and that's what we're talking about today now in criminal cases it's a little bit different when somebody um calls the police because some some uh criminal act has been committed uh and law enforcement gets involved then what happens is the uh the police will uh turn that report over to the district attorney mm-hmm. that's on call that night or today or whatever it may be and then they determine whether or not they're going to take the case whether or not there's uh probable cause that there's reasonable suspicion for an officer to even make the report if they've come out, and then probable cause enough that the district attorney t- can determine that uh, they'll take the case. And I believe that's the the the, the burden. Uh, but it has to go a step further. Then the judge has to determine at the arraignment, and a lot of times that happens like in Harris County, and I believe in Montgomery County also. There'll be an uh, at at night during the jail, if they're actually arrested, mm-hmm. they'll determine whether or not there's probable cause there's the PC uh, in the jail. And there's like a little camera and the person's in this little room and there's an, a judge in the middle of the night. It's not like, you know, it's not like in court. Sometimes though there's not and they have to, act, in felony, particularly in, in Harris County, they actually, actually approach the bench and the judge will listen to what the charge is 
and determine if there's probable cause for the charge to stick, okay? And so that's not, you don't have to have service in the case of criminal. There's a charge filed, and the service is actually at that point, I guess it's not really a service. It's when the, um, I guess when the district attorney determines that a, there, there is enough grounds or, or a charge. And then that's when a warrant goes out. So that your service basically is not even the warrant, but there's a case. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I think we've talked about in other shows. In order for you to determine if you have an inkling that maybe somebody's filed a charge against you, you can usually call the bonding companies. And they'll know uh, if there's a warrant. For determine if rest. there's a warrant. Because a lot of people don't know. They've had a fight with their spouse or their friend or whatever. Or they may be falsely accused. That's what they so find out. so, so you're saying that the warrant... Uh, a person cannot even know there's a warrant, but the warrant is basically service of process in criminal cases. Yeah, because I have another case right now where the, this woman did not know that she had a warrant out because her brother falsely accused her mm-hmm. of, of crime. And, so he went to the police and told and, them. And told a lie. Yeah. And then there was a warrant out, and it got indicted, and she never even knew. It was just sort of— um, That it, means acted upon. It, I mean, they're coming after her. Yeah, and meaning if she goes to the gas station, like most people are picked up, because they're not actually pursuing her at her address or anything— um, if they, you know, the police will be behind you and they're running license plate. Mm-hmm. If they see that there is a warrant out, they're going to arrest her or that person. So it doesn't hurt to every now and then just to check to see if your warrant's out because there may be somebody that doesn't like you that's made a false accusation and they are convincing enough that the police actually took it. Right. Unlike my poor clients that are in divorce situations that are desperate for the police to come out and get a restraining order against their really, you know, unhappy, bad maybe, you know, not mentally uh, stable uh, spouses. Uh, I can't ever get <laughs> I can't ever get them arrested <laughs> when they need to be. Okay, well, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about service of process. You can email us your questions at questions at legalconnectionshow.com or you can uh, email us your questions live on Facebook and we'll try and answer them. But we'll be right back, The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl after the break. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's roller derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast-paced, hard-hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are here today talking about uh, an overview of lawsuits and what service of process is. And in order to have an active lawsuit, you got to have service of process. And that means that the defendant in the lawsuit is served with notice. Properly served. 
properly served mm-hmm. with notice. And in Texas, you know, our rules are kind of, they're pretty benign about who can serve. But I want to ask you this question. So in order to serve the defendant, I'm the plaintiff and you're the mm-hmm. defendant. Yes. I want to serve you mm-hmm. with process. Right. That means that I get a third party or, yeah, a third party to uh, serve you a summons and a complaint. And a summons, so is a summons something that you just fill out at the courthouse and the complaint is the actual petition that's been drawn up? And, no, and when you say summons, I, I can't, I always think of federal court because they call it a summons. Um, it's like what a happens, citation. Okay, and, it's a citation, right. actually. Um, and they don't teach you this in law school either. You just have to kind of live through it. And a lot of pro se's know very well how to do it because they've talked to the court clerks and it's it's kind of online and stuff. But but it's how it works. You, uh, you have a petition. Um you file it, e-file it. Nowadays, almost everything's e-filed, and even Petition's people that it's usually drawn up by an attorney. And it's just your cause of action. It's yeah, but you can actually go to wrong. the JP court and handwrite one out because that's they've got right. the forms, and you just fill in the blanks. So that's a petition, also. And divorce court too. Um, they do it all yeah, the makes time. Yeah, it, it's so easy now mm-hmm. to actually not form. need an attorney. But you run into the problem of proper service, and it happens all the time. I see it in court all the time where people are not properly the the opposing side has not been properly served. And so they have to go start back over again. It's happened to me, too. So this is what happens. You file the suit. And when you file the suit online, uh, typically they'll give you the option of uh, one of the additional uh, fees, I guess, is do you want service? Because a lot of people don't want service because the other side has already agreed, like in a divorce situation, that they're going to waive service. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go through all that. What happens is the clerk of court completes this, like, cover sheet um, for the actual petition that is what's going to be served with the actual petition to the party that you're serving. And it's got on the front, it's got, you know, and I could look on the, the rules here, but it's basically got, um, you know, the name of the case and uh, uh, the, the cause number that's assigned by the court and who it needs to be served to and the place where they can be found. And normally that's in the petition. It says where they can be served. Their address. I always put in there wherever they may be found so there's not any question that service is proper wherever you can find them. And then um, there's got some other, uh, some wording in there that's prepared by the clerk that says that within, um, that they have to answer the suit um, by 10 o'clock on the Monday following 20 days. I mean, it's just statutory language. Three weeks. And then there's the return at the bottom. The sheriff's return are under that is if somebody other than the sheriff or constable serves, okay? So that's all the clerk is doing. They're creating this citation that needs to be completed because once it's served by the proper party with proper service, that's completed and filed with the court to show proper service, okay? So the citation goes on top of the petition, mm-hmm. and it's stapled together by the clerk. And then after they, 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 uh, the clerk has prepared that, they hold it for you, the attorney, or the process server, or the sheriff, whoever's going to serve it, to come pick it up. And there's usually two copies of it. There's the, the copy they leave with the person and the, the copy that is brought back saying that this is what was served to them. And what happens in divorce situations is um, along with the petition is served a temporary restraining order that's signed by the judge. And so there's a little bit more, there's another layer in there. Once you file the petition, if you're asking for a temporary restraining order, ex parte, uh, that the you, you have to go to the court ahead of time that the, the case has been assigned to and ask the judge to sign off on the temporary restraining order that says, with, before you're set, before, he, he has a date for the temporary orders date. So if you've got a temporary the restraining temporary order, order you're going to have a temporary orders hearing. So before that happens, they're basically saying upon your service of this, there's all these things you cannot do because in divorce, everybody kind of gets crazy. Yeah, you can't close you can't, joint checking you can't, accounts. Upon receiving that, that uh, petition for divorce, you are not allowed to go to the bank and withdraw all the funds that are in the joint checking account. You're not allowed to, you know, harass your the person that filed there's a lot of things you can't do and that's why i like temporary restraining orders but uh, with that service which is an additional fee you've got this temporary restraining order that basically says until we go to the temporary orders hearing you can't do certain things Mm -hmm. okay the judge signs that and that's also served by the sheriff the constable the process server or the person that's disinterested in this over 18 okay Mm -hmm. um I typically lately have been using sheriffs and constables just mm-hmm. because if you're not in a hurry, you're going to get proper service through them without question. But if you're in a hurry because you want the suit to go, you know, you want same service, you need same-day same service because 
perhaps maybe a witness needs to be in court the next day for because you're in trial, then you want a process server to serve them. Or if it complies with the rules, you can get somebody over 18 that that is not interested, that doesn't need to be a fact witness, that can serve these papers to them, not service process like a suit, but for them to a subpoena so they'll appear in court. Mm-hmm. And that's typically when I get a process server to serve for me rather than the sheriff or the In constable. an emergency situation. In an emergency situation. But you can also get somebody who's not interested. It's over 18. You just... It's, it's risky. When you're serving somebody that doesn't want to be served, they can sue you for trespass. They, just like tow truck drivers that come and take trucks, are, are, you know, when they're, they're the repo drivers, uh, not, not tow truck drivers, but people that have gone to go pick up a car that's not, uh, hasn't been paid on. Right. These people are in danger. I think just recently in the news, there was just recently one that picked up a car. It was in Houston, I think. Um, tow truck driver came and picked up the car. There was a repo guy with him. They picked up the the small car. The owner came out basically and and chased him. And then when they stopped, I don't remember why they stopped, but the guy got out of the car, got in the tow truck, got in the tow truck that was towing the car. Yeah. And backed up and killed the tow truck driver. Oh no. Backed up into him. This is very recent. So there's a lot of danger in process of service. And um, you know, I had a, an article I was reading about another process server who said that he got clever. It's hard to serve process when People don't want to be served, and they're in a gated be. community, right. or they're aware they're going to be served. Right. Uh, you can still serve somebody, and they can re- reject service. But if that process server can describe who they were or knowing that they were home because their cars are all there or whatever, mm-hmm. then they can uh, they can leave it on the, the front porch right in front of them. Mm-hmm. Rejecting service doesn't work. Right. Um, but anyway, there's a bunch of rules to it and stuff. So. Well, but then so the process server serves someone. He, mm-hmm. he, he can either get that person, the defendant, mm-hmm. to sign something saying they've been served. A waiver. And uh-huh. file it with the court. Right. Is that a waiver if they've well, been served? you don't even need a process server if somebody's going to waive service. But right. No, I'm talking about the return of service that's filled out and, oh, and yeah, filed the with the court. Oh, yeah, the person that serves says when they served, where they served, uh-huh. who they served. And then the process server will typically... Uh, as part of their fee, file that with the court right. showing the return the, the return of service. Mm-hmm. And if you've got, and that happens with divorces all the time, if you've got, and you, in any default judgment type situations, if someone's been served and they can show by the citation that's filed with the court they've been served, you can um, get a default judgment. If it's after a certain number, after the 20 days, after the Monday that they've been served, then a uh, the attorney that served it can go, uh, file with the court for default judgment. Now, I tried that a couple of times in Montgomery County, and it went nowhere because the courts want to, they they want uh, justice, and they don't want to see that somebody has just, oh, well, they, they you didn't get them served, default judgment. No. Before you can get a default judgment, you need to serve them again for the default judgment hearing. I was stunned. That's not how the, the rules work, but it, it's mm-hmm. how it works in Montgomery County. Mm-hmm. If you believe that just serving them is going to be enough, Typically, it's not. You're going to have to go for a default judgment hearing, or and they serve, have them, to be re-served. serve them serve them notice, or at least notice them. Not not with the process server, notice them. But how are you going to get a hold of them? If they didn't answer, and you don't have a phone number or anything. Mm-hmm. You have to show that you actually showed a, cer- a certified mail them. Typically, with if the courts are going to be that sticky wicket with it, to uh, show that a process server served them with notice of hearing, then you get your default judgment. But it gets tough. Yeah, so I know. Process in service injury. is very, very important that it be done right. That's in, why you uh, need to have it done properly. And that's why we're having the show today. Right. Well, I know in personal injury cases, they can it can take them a year and a half, and that's that's outside the time frame that's usually acceptable. Um, but to even find the guy, personal injury uh, cases though are really tough though because um, even uh, you have, you've got to have that uh, you've got to have a an expert witness, typically a doctor, to assert within 120 days, I think it's of service or filing, I can't remember, but there's a very short wick of time from when an expert witness has to come in and say that, yeah, they've got a case in personal injury cases. So that's just another layer of difficulty. But even if they do that, just speaking to the service of process, Mm -hmm. a lot of times cases are lost because they can't find the guy or girl who hit the person. Right, and that's when you get substitute service. Immediately, that's uh, very common for personal injury attorneys in particular, or any attorneys, really. If you know somebody's out there and they're dodging service, or you don't know where they're located. Or they left. Or they the left. Country. Then you get you get uh, substitute service, and there's more rules on that, which I've done that many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the court and you explain to them 
that your process server has tried, you know, up to three times or diligently, mm-hmm. and you ask for a different method of service. And if you still can't find them, a lot of times you can't get the default judgment, um, particularly when airships are involved. You have to get an ad, ad litem to represent the party you can't find. So mm-hmm. there's all these. Service is critical. I mean, that's just the first thing you learn in civil procedure. And, right. But you just don't know how it's done. They don't teach you the how to do it. They just teach you that this has to be done. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So we're going to go to break. Uh, you can send us your questions at questions at legalconnectionshow.com. Or you can listen to us live on Facebook and question us there. But we are about to go to break and we'll be right back. The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look up the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the videos. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. I want to give a shout out to our listeners in Colorado. Mrs. Sadi, how are you doing today? Um, we are here, Tony and I are here talking about uh, service, process. service of process. Okay, so I want to read you the definition of what service of process is. So okay. I just want to go over that. Okay. United States legal procedure requires that each party in a case, plaintiffs and defendants, we talked about that, should be notified if actions are taken against them in a court of law. So if you're a defendant and there's an action taken against you, you have to be noticed. Uh, you have to be informed about it, is what we're saying. Process serving is an important aspect of due process of law. Process serving laws and rules of civil procedure are different from state to state. Um, I was just informed that in Colorado, they call a citation a summons. And what Tony was explaining to us is that's just something that's filled out by the court and says, this is what this petition is. And so they're both served. And telling on the, the rules, you have so many days to respond to this. They're telling a lay person, you've, you've been served. That, that's scary. That's what the citation yeah. does. Tells them you've got 21 days. Mm-hmm. Or 20, uh, the 20th 21. day after Monday. At least that's Texas civil procedure. It yeah. be different in different cases. Right. Different uh, you should visit the state rules of civil procedure section of servenow.com to learn more about service of process in Give your own state. ServeNow.com. ServeNow.com. <laughs> there you go. One of the many. Uh-huh. <laughs> People are notified of actions against them or court procedures involving them through the delivery of legal documents, which is what we've been talking about, service of process, uh, such as summons, citations in some states, it's summons, citations in Texas, uh, subpoenas in order to show cause and writs. One type of service is called substituted service. We're right. going to cover that. Right. This is a legal process when the documents are left with an adult residence of the named party or the defendant at the target or the defendant's home or with a management level employee at their place of business. There are also circumstances when posting in a prominent place like the front door followed up by a certified mail copy is an accepted method of service. And you can also have substitute service by by posting it, and this is crazy, but it, it it's legal, um, particularly in probate cases, they will just have a public notice. 
because you can't find in errors. The newspaper? It just it, it's a newspaper that no one reads. It's like in this right. tiny little section. So it's not really notice, but it's legal notice because right. that's, you have to put that notice in there. And that happens a lot when you're, um, particularly in land cases, where you're looking for, for heirs. Then you will sue the heirs of whoever it is because you don't know who they are. Right. And then you will get an ad litem, and the ad litem is just sort of somebody the court appoints that, to you know, represent and, these and, and they're usually not doing a lot of work, but their, their job is supposed to try to find them. But if everybody knows that they don't exist or anymore because it's you know, been 100 years or whatever, mm-hmm. then they're basically the ad litem stands in their seed to say, I've looked for them, I can't find them. Mm-hmm. And then they're in the suit at that mm-hmm. point. They've had an ad litem look for them. So, um, but I know in a couple of probate cases that I had, um, the public notice was simply, uh, you had to go through a procedure where it just got posted in a, in a certain publication and that was it. That was the service. Now I'm going to ask though, our, our station, uh, uh, I guess station manager, I never know what your job is, but uh, I'm going to say station manager today. Have you ever received process of service? No. You've never been, uh, you've never had a constable or somebody come to you and say, you've been served? Nope. That's good for you, but it's kind of scary. So um, is that something you've ever been interested in doing, being a process server? No. You don't think so? He hadn't even thought about it until today, Tony. Okay, well, I just want to tell you that I was reading an article about, because I didn't know why people would become process servers, but I know a lot of people that have because I've worked with them before. And it's talking about a guy that makes a lot of money being a process server. Yeah. And he said, um, he kind of starts out this article in, I kind of fell into this around 1989, I had picked up a job with a small company that did a lot of mortgage work. And as I learned the mortgage and title business, I was always at the courthouse. And I met a guy who asked me if I wanted to be a process server. Process serving was becoming a real common in the Houston area. And there was money to be made. And a lot of attorneys didn't want to use constables to serve papers because process servers are more easygoing. And they needed it done right then. Okay. And this guy goes on to talk about all the different things that he experience as being a process server, but he ended up stopping all the work that he went to college to do to become a process server because serving papers, and I know this as an attorney, um, you get, they get a lot of money. And it, if, if they're serving two different uh, parties at the same location and it's two different instruments at the same location, they get to charge four different fees. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've been charged per, for each document that they just signed off on saying they served, even if it's right next door to them, They've gotten $500, $125 for the rush fee just for walking next door and handing some papers over. 500 bucks, And to become a process server. And you server, can do that in 30 minutes. Uh, or less if they're right yeah. next door because you can email it to them. Right. But uh, I mean, the whole thing. Uh, if they have to have the citation, so there may be more to it than that. But if you can email it to them or if they can pick it up. And I don't know how the email thing could work on that. But regardless, uh, I know that I've actually delivered to, uh, I'll give them a bundle of all the stuff I need served go down to the, my process servers, my, my private process servers, ask them to deliver it, and I get a huge bill. But I got process of service. I got legal process of service. And in order for them to become a process server, they just had to take a seven-hour course online uh, that is, and it shows you all the places you can take the course uh, through the State Bar of Texas. And uh, at this, there's a, if you just, if you Google process server certification, because you don't need to be licensed, you just be certified, you basically take this course. And if you haven't had a misdemeanor or a felony on your record, you can become a process server. And there's a lot of money to be made in it. Mm-hmm. And um, now, as I'm only telling you that because if you, I know you're making a fortune being a station manager here, but if you ever wanted to pick up a little side job being a process server, attorneys need them all the time. And I'm always calling to somebody ad hoc because they're so busy. Right. They're busy. Right. Um, but that being said, you can also, uh, according to the rules, if somebody is 18 or over in a disinterested party, they can also pr- be a process server. So somebody could pay you to do that, too. The problem is it's, it's scary. You may not, uh, you may run dangerous. somebody that doesn't want to be served. Right. And they could pull a gun on you. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's dangerous. Right. You're, you're presenting somebody with papers that they may know are coming mm-hmm. and they don't want it. Uh, right. And this goes with, because people, even though they do criminal acts, they could also be sued civilly for those criminal acts. Wrongful death, for example. They could mm-hmm. be out on bond and they're being sued for the wrongful death of somebody. And mm-hmm. are, are, uh, in, in many, many cases, it's divorce situation. People know right. they're being served. They don't want to be served. They don't want a divorce. Um, it could be that they're being served with temporary orders or additional orders. Once you've been served once, you're on edge because you understand that somebody coming up your driveway or whatever in, in a law enforcement uniform or somebody you don't know, 
uh, is probably not somebody that you want to hear about or hear from. So it can be dangerous. But if it's simple, if it's a simple suit of uh, breach of contract or whatever, and they all have to be served, then then there you go. That's, you why, become a that's why you should have your LTC. What's LTC? License to carry. License oh. to carry. <laughs> I don't know that the lingo. I'm if like, you, if, if you have your license to carry and you're a process server, or someone tries to pull a gun on you, you have a way to defend, defend yourself. yourself. That's true. But if and here, but here's the other side of it. If you're walking onto somebody's property and it's at night and process serving can occur at night, they could say, "Oh, I was defending myself," because you can defend yourself if somebody is on defend yourself on your property after sunset with a gun. So uh, I mean that's. You're really pushing it, and they shouldn't be doing that. But process serving can be dangerous. And I know I've had uh, people serve with process when you know they're going to be home, and that's on Saturday evenings. They're they're out all night. They're partying around. They come home. You can serve them when they're drunk, and mm-hmm. you're approaching their door, and, they're and it's at night, mm-hmm. and it's scary. And if they're uh, if they just happen to have a gun handy, as a process server, it could be dangerous. So yeah, but I think that's when it kind of comes down to. When the attorney's asking you to do the process of service, they want to know what they look like, what kind of cars they drive, what their habits are, so they know the best time to serve, so they're not in any danger. So that, as a process server, you want to ask that. But that, that, that is the Texas thing to do, to have your gun with you. <laughs> do you have a, a, a license to carry? Not yet. I'm going to sometime soon. Okay. Um, I, I think I, I would say a majority of people in Texas actually have a license to oh carry. i think they do yeah in yeah. texas mm-hmm. um it's not a girl thing though i don't know many girls that have it but many many uh, I, I think almost all the guys i know have one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i would agree with that okay so um that being said let's kind of uh we'll, we'll kind of go right into what the law is uh, the actual law to for a proper process of service is um in the texas rules of civil procedure and I'm, I'm going to talk just, I'm going to kind of jump into the methods of service because we kind of hit on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's Texas Rules of Civil Procedure 106. Uh, unless the citation or an order of the court otherwise directs, the t- citation shall be served by any person authorized by Rule 103. So we have to jump up to Rule 103. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we were kind of hitting on a little bit earlier. Process, right. including citation and other notices, writs, orders, and other papers issued by the court may be served anywhere by, one, any sheriff or constable or other person authorized by law. I love using the constables and sheriff. And when you e-file, that's one option. Right. If you're not in a hurry, it's just the easiest option. However, mm-hmm. if you know somebody's a process server that might need a little extra money and your client's going to be paying the same amount of money either way, then you may want to give it to your buddy who's a process server. Right. Okay. Um, but it, the, going to the sheriff or constable is one. Two, any person authorized by law or written order of the court who is not less than 18 years of age. Typically, somebody that's not associated with the case or has any dog in that fight can serve, including the attorney. Mm-hmm. The attorney typically shouldn't serve because no. they would become a fact witness about the service and be disqualified. Mm-hmm. The attorneys really shouldn't do it. But the parties that work for the attorney can serve. Still a little iffy, though. I think you mm-hmm. might be crossing the line there. You don't mm-hmm. want to get too involved with it you because really there, there's some argument that you may go to court over that yeah. you didn't have proper service. Yeah. And three, any person certified under order of the Supreme Court, um, and that would be a certified process server. So uh, I know that we've got, we need to take a break here. Right. So uh, we'll take a break and then we'll finish up with this. Okay. So check us out, 104.5 and 106.1 every Tuesday from 12 to 1 on Conroe's FM. We'll be right back after the break. The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Service of process. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. 
guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are here today talking about lawsuits and service of process, which means starting a lawsuit and serving the defendant with notice of that lawsuit or a witness or a witness whoever you need to be served and the reason this came up just so we can add like a little color to this is because um if you've been served with a lawsuit or if you've been served with a subpoena or even if it's a discovery subpoena because somebody wants something from you about somebody else it's right. very common mm-hmm. and you have trepidation whether you're a doctor or a psychiatrist or a bank and and or, or maybe you're just a clerk at the bank whatever the, ca- the case may be you are your your instinct is maybe I shouldn't respond to this. Right. Then um, there may be a legal reason that you don't have to respond to it. You can do certain things. You can file a motion to quash. You can file a motion for protection. And some of the rules about that require uh, some of the reasons for motion protection or motion to quash would be that you had improper service. And that's kind of why it came up because I have a lot of clients that are served with these subpoenas and they don't want to provide the information they're asking for because it's really none of their business. Because they're asking personal information about their corporation right. that perhaps is has a confidentiality breach, not for the person or the party that's asking for it, but you're giving up something that is confidential and shouldn't be, nobody should be entitled to it. So you, you're looking for reasons why you don't have to respond, and improper service is a big reason. And so improper service would be uh, being sar- served by the plaintiff, being served by an interested party, right, just right. The, the down and dirty for the... The person right. not that's getting the witness fee, not be, being served on a Sunday. Uh-huh. You can't be served in Texas on a Sunday. That's okay. different from other states. So, um, so the other reasons on who may serve—that's the reason why you may have improper service—is um, that no person who is a party or interested in the outcome of the suit may serve. So, if you are, if a, a if a, a subpoena is dropped on your doorstep and you didn't see who served it, then that's improper service because the person that served us may have. And uh, uh, some kind interest. of vested interest in the outcome of the suit, and so that would be a reason that you could file a motion for protection, not to have that, not to have to respond to it, and then go to court to find out who served it or have it served properly. Another reason is that if you are a witness, you are entitled to a uh, a fee, and that goes for even if it's uh, the an officer being served for a um, uh, an interstate licensing uh, revocation hearing. They get a service fee. It's ten dollars. But there's certain codes in the in our statutes that provide for certain cases, certain fees are required. And if you're just a third party witness, you're in, if they're asking for production of documents, you get. I know it's crazy. You get a dollar, mm-hmm. but it has to be given, or it's not proper service. If you're a witness and you have to travel, you get ten dollars. In fact, if you're even a witness and you don't have to travel, you get the ten dollar witness fee. Okay, that's in the government code at section twenty two. All right. So that being said, though, um, unless otherwise authorized by written court order, only a sheriff or constable may serve a citation in an actual in an action for forcible entry and detainer, a writ that requires the actual taken uh, the actual taking of a possession of a person, property, or thing, or process requiring that enforcement action be physically enforced by the person uh, by the person deli- by the person delivery. The process that makes no sense. The personal delivery. The, of process. Yeah, they've got it typed in here yeah. wrong. But um, but the bottom line is, for a for an eviction suit, it has to be a constable. Yeah. So you can't just have somebody serve it with it. So that's why in the mm-hmm. JP court, you have the constable do it, mm-hmm. and you can't go save money on it. So uh, I would say, call us, email us if you question whether or right. not an eighteen year old can serve it. But if in doubt, constable sheriff are always a place to go. Right. A person to go to. If it's a a, a service of a citation for somebody to be a witness at trial. Typically, a process server, somebody that's 18 years old uh, and not interested in it, can serve it because it's not taking away somebody's uh, due process rights. Okay, mm-hmm. um, 
the duty of an officer or a person receiving. The officer or, or, or authorized person to whom process is delivered shall endorse thereon the day and hour on which he has received it and shall execute and return the same without delay. That's Rules of Civil Procedure 105, and that's what they're signing on the citation. That's that little place on the form right, that the, says when they actually the serve it. Because the judge is a person. The judge is looking at this going, oh, it, it was it, could it actually be true that this person was served on this day and this hour? What if they were out of the country and the process service line? What if the attorney, attorney have been known to lie, what if they're lying about process of service? So that's why you have that in there. Mm-hmm. The person serving is a third party disinterested, and that's why you can't just throw somebody at somebody's doorstep. However, if they had substitute service saying they could do that, then and there's an order saying they can do that, then it's proper service. So it's, it's kind of cyclical. You have to look to see what the rules are for proper service. All but, right. but I think, in other words, as long as every reasonable effort is made to really serve that person, then— By statute. Yeah. Then they can't—you've been unsuccessful in serving them. Then you can go back to court and get an order for substituted service, right. which means which you can leave it on their door. what we're talking about in Rule 106. Okay. Because it says that by Rule 103, only certain people can serve. Okay? We just discussed that. Rule 106 uh, goes on to say that— if you followed Rule 103 with who serves it, <clears throat> you have proper service. If delivering to the defendant in person a true copy of the citation with the date of delivery endorsed thereon with a copy of the petition attached or mailing to the defendant by registered or certified mail return receipt requested a true copy of the citation with a copy of the petition attached thereto. Okay, so the method of service can be personal delivery or personal delivery by certified service by a person who can deliver. That backfired on me on a JP court case, though, that wasn't an eviction case, because when the green card came back through the certified service, you couldn't read the handwriting of who received it. So I couldn't show personal delivery by certified service. And a lot of times people have people go to the post office and pick up service for them. Sure. So and their run, handwriting is not legible. Right. You run the risk that you have to go get personal service because they haven't they haven't signed off on it clearly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. So, again, you have to be real careful about that. Um, now, if you want to go to a hearing to show that they were properly served and that's their handwriting, you've almost defeated your purpose. Why not just go get somebody to go reserve it for $80 right. or whatever, you know, and just get another citation. Now, Upon motion supported by affidavit stating the location of the defendant's usual place of business or usual place of abode or other place where the defendant can probably be found and stating specifically the fact showing that service has been attempted under either one or two above, which is personal service or certified mail service, at the location named in such affidavit but has not been successful, the court may authorize service, one, by leaving a true copy of the citation with a copy of the petition attached with anyone over 16 years of age at the location specified in such affidavit or in number two, in any other manner that the affidavit or other evidence before the court shows will be reasonably effective to give the defendant notice of the suit. Okay. And that's really all it boils down to. If you've tried reasonably and you've used the proper methods, either Mm -hmm. by personal service Mm -hmm. or by mail, certified mail Mm -hmm. through a proper person that can serve and you go to the court with a motion for substitute service, they will give you substitute service if you've shown, you know, you've tried that to you've do it. really tried. Um, but, that you, but if they've d- properly served and you still don't have the witness fees attached, you still don't have proper service. So right. you, it's still not, you still want to get a proper person to do it. Okay, so I have a question. I have a listener's question. Okay. Um, do I have to prove that I notified the defendant of the lawsuit? I think you've covered that, but I think, you know, it's a valid question. The uh, return of citation shows that you have properly notified the the defendant of the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So if you go through the proper uh, procedures, which is in rule Texas Rules of Civil Procedure 103 and 105 and 106 and 107, all those early, you know, uh, cita- the, the service of citation statutes, if you probably properly serve them and that return of service shows that they were served, yes. Yeah, and it's called a proof of service. They may have to fill it out. Yeah, well, no, the, 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 the process server or the constable the or the 18-year-old or over that's not interested has to fall, fill that out. If the attorney doesn't file it, is it up to the attorney to make sure it's filed or the pro se plaintiff, the person serving? If they don't file that, 
then there's no notice to the court and mm-hmm. they haven't been properly served, or at least the court doesn't know about it. It doesn't mean it's if they haven't been served. It right. just means you better find it. And I've done that before, too. I've lost that citation mm-hmm. in, in the mix of doing a bunch of stuff, and I've had to actually go back to the process server to have them complete another one so I can get it filed mm-hmm. with the with the court. And, and you know, I had an experience where uh, there was nothing filed that was a proof of service, but there was an answer. And so right. there was proof. If there's an answer, that's proof that they knew about the lawsuit. Right. That waives it. Okay. Um, one other question. This is This is an interesting question. What if the defendant is a business or government entity? Um, and there's rules of civil procedure on that also. They have but registered agents. They have registered agents that you can send to. But also, I know I've done this many times. If you go to the place of business and there is a receptionist who's an agent of that corporation, mm-hmm. um, typically that's going to be a sufficient service of that president of the corporation, if they're dodging service particularly. Right. The president, can't. you can't get them individually, but you can get the corporation because the agent of the corporation is sitting right up there as the receptionist. And typically they just sign off on it. Right. Um, I... Uh, do you like to get that done properly through the corporations and they will have an agent that you have to serve though. And if you serve that agent, even at their home, that's going to be proper service. If they've got all the other things taken care of, like, mm-hmm. you know, the proper person serving, the proper place of service, mm-hmm. uh, they've gotten the witness fees and, and all those uh, things that go along with it. Now uh, with there to, to kind of hit on something we talked about before, a waiver of service means that a person will fill out this form. The person that's being served saying, don't come to the my house with a constable. Uh-huh. I don't, don't, don't. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I, I, that's embarrassing. I don't want that. I'm going to waive service. I accept service. Mm-hmm. An attorney can accept service too uh, in situations like An that. An attorney can accept service for their for client their own the client. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's what we've been talking about today. That's all the time we have left. So I just want to remind our listeners that we are here on Tuesday from 12 to 1 p.m. 104.5 or 106.1. And you can listen to our podcast tomorrow on Google Play and iTunes. Uh, just go to IRLoneStar.com and you can you can download us there. Or you can go to our website, www.LegalConnectionShow.com. And if you have something that you want us to talk about, email us at questions at LegalConnectionShow.com. Talk to us. Let us know. We're here for you. And we want to remind you that our motto is... Sir... God by serving others. Most importantly. That's right. That's what we're here for. That's right. We're here to serve you. So let us know and have a great week, guys.